the Jags this week really blew it. That and more today on the Charlie Jacobs Podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 9th as I'm recording this. And yeah, as I said to open it, the Jags blew it. The Jaguars, with a win, had the four seed locked up. They would be playing the Browns, which would be a tough game. But still, the Jaguars ended up losing and they completely blew it. They lost to a Titans team that really wasn't playing for anything and who just fired their coach today, which I'm going to talk about later because that was shocking. But the Titans, they weren't really playing for anything except just to play spoilers. And them winning actually hurts their draft pick more, which isn't great for them. But in the long term, it hurts the Jaguars. And the Jaguars beat the Titans last year to make it to the playoffs. And the Titans missed because of that. So now it's kind of the opposite way around. I think the Jaguars going forward, they need to figure something out. They're changing a lot of things with their staff right now. But they really need to figure out what they're doing with Trevor Lawrence. He's in a contract year coming up after this year. He's going to be extension eligible. And the big problem with him is that he hasn't really been a wow player. He's had some games where he looks really good. But overall, even even if you exclude that first year with Urban Meyer... He really hasn't been all that great. He was drafted as the next big thing. He was drafted as the next Andrew Luck, but he hasn't lived up to that at all. When you also look at his career stats and you compare them to Mac Jones, who was taken 15 in that same draft, they were very similar. And Mac Jones was benched this season. And everyone thinks Mac Jones is awful, but they say, oh, Trevor Lawrence is good. But it really isn't that same thing. It isn't telling the full story. And Trevor Lawrence... If he wants to be a successful NFL quarterback, he really needs to step it up, in my opinion. But that's the Jags. And quickly, before I want to talk about some NFL stuff, I want to just bounce back and talk about Michigan. I was wrong. I thought Washington was going to beat them, but Michigan dominated for most of that game. There were some points in the second and third quarters where Michigan looked a little bit shaky, but Michigan deserves to be the national champions. Harbaugh deserved that, and now it seems like he's going to be going on to the NFL he still might stay at Michigan, but Michigan outplayed Washington for most of that game, for almost all of it. They outcoached them, and it was just a really dominant performance by the now national champions. When the first quarter ended, it immediately felt like the game was over. You had Donovan Edwards, he had those two 40-plus yard rushing touchdowns, and then Blake Corm had about a 60-yard run to end that quarter. Michigan was dominating on the ground, but then Washington made some adjustments, started to stop the run. And the second and third quarter, it was a little bit iffy, and it looked like Washington was able to, to make a comeback. But Michigan still ended up just dominating them at the end. Huge props to Jim Harbaugh, and a huge, huge props to Mason Graham on the D-line. He's such a good player, and he's going to be great when he gets drafted in 25. Same as Will Johnson on the boundary. They're both going to be high first-rounders as of now. Will Johnson might even be a top-five pick. He's that good. He's really, really dominant as a quarter. And, yeah, Michigan should be very happy with what they did. For Washington, Penix, the whole game, he looked scared. He looked uncomfortable. And whenever he was out of the pocket, he just didn't look the same. Penix is really great pocket passer, but when he was out, it just the throws weren't connecting. He missed some players. There was one play early in the game where he missed Odunze, which would have likely been a touchdown. And if you watch that playback, it's not that great. Penix missed a lot of receivers throughout the night, and it just wasn't the same as what he's done all season. 
My biggest takeaway from this game, though, was that even when Michigan's offense was stagnating and Washington's defense started to stop them, the Michigan defense turned it into high gear and just took over that game, and they were dominant. Maybe the Michigan defensive coordinator even gets a job in the NFL. Who knows? But they were that good in that game, and they deserve the national championship. Next up, something I was shocked to hear when I saw this today, but the Titans just fired Mike Vrabel? I am so shocked. Two years ago, Vrabel won the coach of the year. And that was when the Titans were the one seed when they had a bunch of injuries all season. And they still found a way to get the one seed, even though they did lose in the first round of the playoffs. To the Bengals, who eventually lost in the Super Bowl that year. He also, this season, he had a big win against the Dolphins in December. And he just beat the Jaguars to make it so the Jaguars missed the playoffs, which is huge. And I don't really know if this blame should be put on Vrabel and that Vrabel should get fired. Because two years ago, the GM of the Titans traded away A.J. Brown. And without A.J. Brown, the Titans have had two losing seasons back-to-back. And I don't really think that's Vrabel's fault when you give up one of the best wide receivers in football. And now, with Vrabel not on the Titans, I think he's going to be a huge person for teams to look at in the offseason for new coach. And even for colleges, who knows if he's like, I'm done with the NFL. But a lot of rumors are coming out today that maybe it's the Patriots. And maybe he brings Derrick Henry there with him because Derrick Henry is likely leaving Tennessee after the season. He almost, Derrick Henry actually said at the end of the Titans Jaguars game that he thanks the city. But maybe Vrabel goes to New England, has a new quarterback, starts fresh, and he also has the ties to New England. Also, something I've been talking about all season and. I finally am happy that it actually happened. Arthur Smith is gone. He had three seasons with the Falcons. All of them. He finished 7-10. and 10, And in all of those seasons, he finished the year with the 8th overall draft pick. Now, Bijan Robinson, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts, their stock goes way up. And I feel like they're going to be used like they should have been when Arthur Smith was coached. Because they're going to have a new coach who's going to actually know how to use these talented players who were the tops at their position in their draft class coming out of college. And also another big coach firing, Ron Rivera. This was kind of expected as the season was progressing, but a big part of this too is the new owner in Washington, Josh Harris. It kind of feels the new owner syndrome where they usually fire the coach, get a new quarterback, start fresh. And with this new coach, they're probably going to be drafting a quarterback at pick number two, and they're really going to be resetting it. And Washington really with Rivera wasn't that great. They were very mediocre and also just below average. And now they could finally have a chance to change the course of their next few years. Now the part I'm most excited about, I'm going to talk about two of the playoff games and my reasons and who I think is going to win. So first off, I'm going to start off with Rams at Lions. I think this is the best game all week. There's some other games that are up there for possibly the best game. I think this is the most fun game. It has so many storylines, similar to how the Browns, when they traded away all those draft picks to get Deshaun Watson, and now those draft picks are coming back with the Texans to play against the Browns. This is what's happening with the Lions and the Rams. The Rams traded for Matthew Stafford, and they won a Super Bowl right after that trade, but now a lot of these Rams draft picks have turned into some of these players that the Lions have. Also, Sean McVay, out of any coach in the league, other than Dan Campbell right now, probably knows Jared Goff the best and how to play defense against Jared Goff. 
So it's really going to be a very interesting game. It's going to be kind of a chess match, in my opinion. And Stafford coming back to Detroit is such a huge storyline. I think the Rams win this game, and especially because Sam Laporta might not even be able to go. He got injured last week. I hope he can play. He's probably had the best season out of any tight end this year. He might even be the best tight end in football right now, especially with Kelsey on the down on the downhill right now. And it really sucks to see him get hurt last week. The other game out of all of these that I'm most excited for is Packers at Cowboys. Dak, he had an amazing season. And statistically, you could make an argument that he's the MVP, him or Purdy. Dak Prescott had the best season of his career. And some of those games, including last week's game, yeah, they played against some not-so-great defenses, and that definitely helped his stats. But still, he was amazing this year. He turned CeeDee Lamb into one of the top five receivers, maybe even top three receivers in the league. And the Cowboys have had a really good season. They won the division. But Dak Prescott in the playoffs, it's really hard to trust him, especially with his history. Along with Mike McCarthy, his history in the playoffs, he might be one of the worst coaches in football right now. But because of the talent on the team, they just keep winning. The Packers, on the other hand, they're coming off two great back-to-back wins. Jordan Love has been playing incredible lately. He He does not look like it's his first full season as a starter. He really looks like a veteran out there, and he looks great, and he looks like their franchise guy. Also, the Packers, when you look at their receiving core, none of the names necessarily jump out as really flashy guys or these flashy names. Christian Watson, he might play. Hopefully he does. He's fun to watch. But all these other guys like Romeo Dobbs, uh, Jaden Reed, and even the tight ends, Luke Musgrave, he was back last week. You have Tucker Craft. All these guys are just athletic players. And Jaden Reed lately has been awesome for the Packers. And I just really think this is one of the games, and this is one of the teams in the NFC, that if I'm Dallas, I do not want to have to play, especially with the Packers coming off these two wins. And I want to say that the Packers win this game. It's probably an unpopular opinion. I just think the Packers win this game. Maybe that's a lot of recency bias, but that's where my head is right now. Now, this week's Jacob's Jugular, which is also the two teams who I think are going to be in the Super Bowl. So, my Super Bowl pick for the AFC, it's not the Ravens. I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. This season, already going into the playoffs, feels like the type of year where a team from the AFC and NFC are going to get in, and it's just going to be random. The Super Bowl's in Vegas, so maybe that adds to it. That's just that's just something fun. But still, it just feels like it's going to be a bit random, and it doesn't feel like it's just going to be the one seeds, and it doesn't feel like it's just going to be those two favorites in each conference. But I'm going to say the Browns. And one big reason for that is they have proven that they can beat the Ravens. And the first time the Browns played the Ravens, the Ravens beat them pretty good. But the second time they played, the Browns beat the Ravens. And to add even more to this, this was Deshaun Watson's last game of his season when the Browns beat the Ravens. This happened back in Week 10. And yes, things can change, obviously. But the reason the Browns ended up winning that game, the Ravens were beating them pretty good. And then the Browns defense, along with some of the offense, but the Browns defense, one of the touchdowns they scored was a pick six. 
So, I mean, the Browns defense, they came up big, even in a game they were losing by a good amount. And I just think the Browns have the best defense in football. It's as simple as that. They have arguably the best player in football in Miles Garrett. They have arguably the best quarterback group when you have Denzel Ward and Greg Newsome. They also have an undrafted rookie defensive back, Ronnie Hickman, who's been playing out of his mind lately. And there was news today that Grant Delpit might even be able to come back and might get activated off of IR. And even with all of these injuries that the Browns have had, I just think that their defense, along with even just Flacco playing okay, it's not even just Flacco, but I think they're the only team in the AFC who could legitimately beat the Ravens, and I think that they're going to have the chance to play them, and I think if they beat that team, I think they will go to the Super Bowl. For the NFC, another team that is not with their division, I have the Los Angeles Rams. This season feels very eerily similar to when they won the Super Bowl just two years ago. So back when they won that Super Bowl, the whole season they were playing pretty good. And then up when you got to the playoffs, they started playing unstoppably. Their team was so good. Their receiving core, Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham was dominant. Matthew Stafford was playing some of the best football of his career. That was that was his best run of his career. Cooper Cup had that amazing 1,900-yard season, and the Browns, and the, not the Browns, and the Rams' defense was just amazing, led by Aaron Donald. Now, they're a sixth seed, and they're going into play Detroit, who I think they beat, and to go along with that, I just think their offense at this spot might even be better. They have a better running back. Kyron Williams is one of the best running backs in the league right now, especially with some of the injuries that have happened earlier in the year. You could say Kyron Williams is a top five running back in the league and one of the best, if not the best, other than McCaffrey, who is going to be in these playoffs. He's a really good young running back. He's good when you give when you hand it off. He's good when you get him in space. And not to mention, the Rams receiving core has the player who just had the best rookie wide receiver season of all time and Cooper Cup. You have Puka Nakua who was awesome this season, a fifth-round pick. I mean, the Rams give give so much credit for going into a year thinking they were going to be rebuilding and then hitting so hard on this fifth-round draft pick that now they're in a position where they could possibly make a playoff run. And then, of course, you have Cooper Cup. You also have Matthew Stafford, who's played the best football of his career. You have Aaron Donald on defense. Even though the defense isn't as good, Aaron Donald is still a game wrecker. I've always seen, whenever you watch football and you watch pass rushes, Pass rushes that usually do a lot more successful or some of them that win faster when you have inside defensive linemen who could just get to the quarterback. It makes quarterbacks have to scramble out and it gets them flustered a little bit. And that is huge, especially when you have Aaron Donald, one of the best to ever do it, leading your defense. And then not to mention Sean McVay. He's been in position two years ago. He had to play the Niners. And he beat them in the playoffs, even with not a good record against them in the regular season. And I just think the Rams are the only team in the NFC that can legitimately beat the 49ers. All of these things, the Browns, the Rams, this is without any injuries. But if there were injuries, it would obviously be different, and that would go for any team. But I think the Rams 
are the only team in the NFC that can actually beat the 49ers. And I think they're also going to have the chance to do that, just like the Browns with the Ravens. I mean, it's a little bit of a wild prediction. I know that, but I'm trying to have fun with it. And I could actually see this happening. This is one of those years where I have no idea what's going on because this regular season was very all over the place. And there were so many things like the Eagles started 10-1 and and now they're the five seed. And I actually think Tampa might win that game. But it's just crazy how fast things can change and how when teams get hot, they can make crazy playoff runs. Like, look at the Giants when they ended up beating the Patriots, when the Patriots were undefeated. Look at even the Giants in 2011. There's so many examples of teams that come into the wild card are are really playing really well over the past few games and just show up in the playoffs and make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, when the Rams, they beat the Niners two years ago in the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. But the Niners, a lot of people were thinking that they could have made that Super Bowl, and they were a six seed. So it just goes to show you, the NFL is unpredictable, and one game, it's just one game. It's not a series like in basketball or in baseball or in hockey. It's one game, and anything can happen. So there's my Super Bowl prediction, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'll be back next week for a recap of Wild Card Weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend. And thank you for listening.